Would you pray with me? Father, we do ask that you would give the same Holy Spirit that you gave Simeon to us to reveal the truth of your word, to lead us to uh, uncontrolled uh, praise, to give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Today we come to the end of our sermon series, The Songs of Advent, where we have listened to the spontaneous, spirit-filled eruptions of those who encountered the Son of God at the beginning of his life. Now, these eruptions came in the form of beautifully poetic and spiritually significant hymns of praise. We've heard from Jesus' mother Mary, her cousin Elizabeth, Elizabeth's husband Zachariah, who was a priest, and today we hear from Simeon. And these biblical songs, week by week, have reminded me of popular songs, and Simeon's is no different. So before we get too far, let me share the song that Simeon has brought to my mind. Here it is. Are you ready? I can see clearly now the rain has gone. I can see all the obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. I know, it's amazing, right? <laughs> My pop culture references are hardly pop culture anymore. <laughs> that was the 1972, before I was even born, chart-topping hit by a guy named Johnny Nash. Now, I thought I can see clearly now was an appropriate lyric. Because not only are we coming to the end of this series, the Songs of Advent, but we're coming to the end of our year-long theme at Holy Cross. Now, no one would blame you if you've forgotten, but way back in January of 2020, 54 long months ago, we began the Gospel Loop with a year-long theme of seeing Jesus clearly in 2020. And it was our hope and our prayer that we would, as a congregation, see Jesus more clearly this year. And sometimes, lately, I wonder if perhaps we prayed that prayer just a little too much. <laughs> because God has allowed us plenty of opportunities, plenty of stripping things away this year in 2020 in, for, in order for us to see him more clearly. And I wonder, on a serious note, that this idea of seeing Jesus clearly makes me think and wonder about how many of those 300,000 people in our country or one and a half million people worldwide who have died from COVID, how many of them knew Jesus? And certainly some of our friends here at Holy Cross, who even in the normal cycle of life, now see Jesus perfectly because they've died and entered into his glory. It's as the Apostle Paul said, now in this world we see in part, but then in eternity we will fully or perhaps even clearly see. If that seems like a particularly somber note, that's because it is. The songs of Advent, the season of Advent, like the season of Lent, is meant to remind us that in this world we are mortal, that there is a future death for us. 
And the question at hand, the question at hand for Simeon and for you is this. Are you ready? Next week we will begin uh, celebrating Christmas, the incarnation, this incredible reality that God's come into the world to do this very thing, to make you ready. And I wonder, do you see this clearly in your life? Are you ready to die in this world and to joyfully enter into the glory he has prepared for you? He has made a way for you through his son, Jesus. Have you been preparing yourself and your family for this reality? Are you looking to the fulfillment of God's promises to you? And then are you living a life of praise after you found them? Because what we find in Simeon's song this morning is an answer to a question that you may have never asked. And it's this, what does Christian maturity look like? What does spiritual maturity look like? A mature Christian is ready to be with the Lord at any moment. He or she is really ready to die. Now, that doesn't mean that we necessarily want to or that we don't have things that God has planned for us and we want to accomplish. But a mature Christian is trusting in Jesus' promises, is encouraged by the knowledge of his past faithfulness, and is expectant that he will fulfill his promise of everlasting life. And this readiness, this response to God's saving work in Christ is at the heart of Simeon's song. So let's look at it. Now here's the thing that's interesting about Simeon and what we should all find comforting about him. And it's this, he's a normal guy. He's not a priest. He's not the one selected to be the mother of the Messiah. He's not, for what we do know, not the recipient of a major physical miracle like uh, like Elizabeth was when she became pregnant late in her life. And there, beginning in verse 25, we learn, though, that he lives in Jerusalem, and he's a devout man. And what's clear is that he has a vibrant walk with God. And evidence of this vibrant walk is the Holy Spirit was upon him. Mature Christians walk by in and with the Spirit of God. And we immediately see the importance of a vibrant, close, captivating walk with God. Because every Christian, if you put your trust in Jesus, has the Holy Spirit living within you. And you can expect that as you walk with him, the evidence of the Holy Spirit will be demonstrated. And for Simeon, in particular, the evidence of the Holy Spirit was threefold. There in verse 26, it says, It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Second, he walked by the Spirit. He was being actively led by the Spirit into the temple that day. And third, though it doesn't say this uh, in verse 27 directly, but it can be inferred that the Holy Spirit revealed to him that the baby that this young mother and young father brought in was the Messiah. So clearly that he went over and he took this baby into his hands and began to audibly praise God and bless God in the words of his song. And so Simeon's song follows a pattern that looks like this. There's a promise, there's fulfillment, and there's praise. It begins in verse 29. 
Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. Simeon is literally saying that he is ready to die. Why? Because according to God's word, that is the promise that he had received, the words I read just a moment ago that he would not see death before seeing the Messiah, that's an explicit promise that he received from God. But implicitly, we know that he was looking for the consolation of Israel. He was looking for Israel's salvation. He knew the Old Testament promises of a coming Christ, of a Messiah, and he was actively looking for it. So there's a general truth revealed here, and that's this, that piety or spiritual practice includes having an eye on the hope of God's redemption. Mature Christians, mature Christians have plumbed the promises of God found in the Bible, are actively courting and inviting the Holy Spirit to assist them in understanding these promises, and are intently looking for their fulfillment. So maybe a natural question that pops into our mind when we hear something like that is, what am I doing to actively court God in my life? What am I actively courting in my life? Am I courting creature comforts or eternal comforts? Temporal significance or eternal significance? Friends, we are to look for God's promises in every place in our life and to apply them and to ask him to fulfill them in every place that we step. Simeon, he's ready to die. He's ready to die in peace because his eyes, he continues, have seen God's salvation. The promise of God, both from the Old Testament and the one he received by the Holy Spirit, has been fulfilled in this baby that he's now holding in his hands. Promise and fulfillment. Promise and fulfillment. God's promise, his fulfillment, always leads us to praise. Simeon's response then is to bless God. And in, 30, in verse 34, Simeon also blesses others. In this case, Mary and Joseph. A mature Christian life is characterized by a readiness for either death, that means being with Christ in glory, or character is characterized by expecting or longing or looking for Jesus' Jesus's return which results in the same thing, us being with him in glory. Now, this is important for each one of us because most Christians haven't reached that place of maturity. We are trying over and over again to make our life last as long as possible. That's what we're often courting. And while it's nothing to be ashamed about, not reaching maturity, it's also not something to be ignored. You are to seek maturity in Christ. Paul admonishes the Corinthians. He says this, I fed, with, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not yet ready, for you are still of the flesh. The Corinthian church's life was characterized by the same bickering that we experienced, the same protection of their own stuff, the same accumulations of things. They were partisans. Some of them were saying, I follow Paul and I follow Apollos. 
and they were not following Jesus in all areas of their life. And so let me say this. You can be fully saved by faith in Jesus and still remain immature. But you can't have peace. You can't have the true peace that walks away and says like Simeon, I can now die in peace because I've seen or I know the Savior. That peace comes from knowing God's promises in the scriptures. That peace only comes from walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, expecting and seeing the fulfillment of these promises. And it only comes from a life that lives praise out loud. So are you ready? Simeon says a number of other things in this passage, but I want to point out two more. First, the salvation Jesus brings, it says there in verse 31 and 32, has been prepared for all people. Every single person, Jew, Gentile, male, female, children, the elderly, every person must see and know Jesus in order to be saved. He's been prepared for everyone. And second, Simeon tells Mary, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many. Some will say yes to Jesus and rise with him, and some will say no to Jesus and fall. It's a basic choice every human has to make. It's a word of prophecy from our ordinary guy, Simeon. Every person has to choose Jesus. And so I come back to thinking about the song that Simeon's song made me think of. I can see clearly now. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's going to be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. Now, these two lyrics illustrate for me an invitation and a natural response to our passage. The invitation is this. Do you want to see clearly now? Jesus. He is the light of revelation for all the world. He shines through the dark clouds of your life. If you want to see clearly, if you want to know clearly, and walk and not stumble through life, follow him. Look to him. Put your faith in him. Ask him to be your salvation. Further, do you want to have peace, the real peace, the peace the angels proclaimed when he was born, the peace that passes all understanding? Then join us at Holy Cross in making next steps to grow in Christian maturity. Join us as we follow him and we let him and his word and his promises fulfill us, to transform us, to form us. That's the invitation. Now, Johnny Nash, having been able to see clearly and having the blind clouds removed from his life, he proclaims in his song, it's going to be a bright, sunshiny day. And this brings me to my final point. Praising God and proclamation is the natural response to finding Jesus, to finding the Savior. We've seen Simeon blessing God and blessing others. And then at the very end of our passage, we see another unlikely character, a widow named Anna. Having also been led, presumably by the Holy Spirit, to see this scene unfold, she begins there in verse 38 
to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. She begins to share the good news of Jesus to those who need him. She begins to share the good news of Jesus to those who are waiting for a Savior. And so if you have found Christ or he's found you and you've responded to him, my question is this, who can you speak to about it? Who needs to hear that there's a Savior for them? This is a great week to do just that. And in fact, it's a great year to do just that because the way that you can talk to somebody about Jesus and to share Jesus is just to email them the link that you clicked on to join us this morning. They can come and hear about the Savior of the world on Christmas Eve at 5 o'clock. Who can you share this good news? Who can you bless with the promises that Jesus brings? Let us pray. Father, thank you for Simeon's song. We pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on each one of us so that we may know your promises inwardly, that we may see your son Jesus clearly, perfectly, and recognize the fulfillment of your promises in our lives. And that we may praise you for your glorious faithfulness. Jesus, as we follow you, make us mature. Make us into the women and men formed in your image who fulfill the Great Commission. And grow your church by inviting and making disciples of others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.